Ah, uh, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? starts in five minutes. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. And while you relax and stretch, visit our concession where you'll find something to please you. There are ice cold drinks, delicious sandwiches, ice cream, coffee and snacks, and many other pleasing treats. Our foods are fresh and tasty. Our drinks, satisfying and refreshing. They're so good. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. And welcome back to the 41st episode of Sludgecast's Monster Movie Stop Down. Of course, you got Sludge here. My co-host right across from me is Mark. And our brother from Texas, Ruben. We have got a very special episode for you today. That is the 50s classic monster drive-in. Since, you know, theaters have closed down during the COVID deal, the drive-in theaters have opened back up, and we've seen a surge of drive-in movies, people doing, uh, I know one uh, next to us, I mean, they've done some new movies, but they've been doing a lot of classic right. uh, double features, which is yeah. just absolutely awesome. So what better way to celebrate the return of the drive-in uh, than doing a drive-in of our own. And we've got some great classical monster movies for you. We've got the 1955 film Tarantula and then the 1954 film Them back-to-back. So and Tarantula is actually Ruben's, one of your all-time favorites, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's in my top ten. I love that movie. The, you know, when it comes to the 50s, American-made movies, that's, man, that's that's way up there for me. Man, they're, uh, they're, they're one of my favorites, both yeah. tons of fun. Like, they're so good. So oh, I can, yeah. I can't wait yeah. to get into this. Um, but before we do, of course, now they want to state, even though Pete Quint, uh, you know, tried to give Mark a heart attack with the Ship of Monsters, he made a great yeah. suggestion <laughs> yes. the yes. other day um, when he found out about this episode. And uh, we've got uh, something special for you guys in between the movies. So stay tuned to that because it's going to be awesome. I was a little nervous uh, uh, when when you said Pete sent this to you, so... I, Pete, you know, Pete's yeah, listening. I, I, I wasn't sure. I mean, I, I was there. I saw the reaction, Pete. I mean, I told him what you said. I said, "Look, he sent this. Thought you know, thought this was great, and returns to, to the movie Tarantula, and uh, we'll we'll get into it in a little bit. And tell you, yeah. but uh, um, I mean, as soon as he said it came, you know, I said, Pete. I mean, his hand just touched his heart, and he was like, "Whoa, wait a minute." I know. I, did, yeah. Did he? I, uh, did, do you have your? Do you have your pills in your pocket? Yeah. I've got <laughs> those little pills. Well, I actually, you what know, I did. Make sure you had those little. Actually, what I did was I ran out on the sidewalk and grabbed the first kid that was running by and said, here, listen to this. I want to see your reaction uh, to, to make sure oh, okay. it's safe. So <laughs> It's great. You guys are going to love it. I only it. picked so the cool. kid up twice. It was okay, man. It was great. <laughs> okay. So, but uh, before we jump into the movies, though, um, we've got two little news tidbits I want to give you guys. Um, 
One of those being that it was announced today. Of course, we pre-record our episode, so it's Wednesday the 23rd. You guys are listening to us on Saturday, the 26th, right? I don't want to do math. That's what the show's about. The show's not about math. Uh, but uh, so the twenty sixth, um, but so you you've probably seen it. But the CW has announced season six of Supergirl will be the end of Supergirl. They have not really given a reason, but it will be the end. So now we've got no more Arrow and fixing to be no more Supergirl. Now, of course, that doesn't mean we're going to see the end of the Cape Crusaders because we are getting Superman and Lois uh, next year, I think, or they start filming next year for the first season. I of believe that. that is, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we got it, and we got Legends still hanging on by a thread. I'm really surprised they're continuing with Legends. Only because, I mean, it's a great show, but it's numbers. I mean, it's the lowest, you know, for, for the yeah. CW. So I was really surprised. I kept, you know, I'm like, why, why are we getting rid of yeah. Supergirl? Then, it is you know? good, but it's very, it's that, that show, it, it didn't catch my interest as much as the other ones. Yeah, I, I feel um, like Legends was more of like the, the direct-to-TV Oh, you know it's a TV show. What am I thinking of? Like, like, um, like a streaming yeah. service show. You know what I mean? Not maybe not yeah, so I much gotcha. higher yeah. quality like Arrow, or it was more nostalgic and more for the deep fans. Right. You well, know what I mean? yeah, and yeah, pretty much every week is something different, something new. There's something somewhere else where you know the Flash and Arrow. There was right in line, yeah. and each week just kept would build Going, and build yeah. and build and uh, and make and, it a uh, lot, a yeah, lot and, more. Yeah. But but then again, I said that because, you know, there's probably going to start a big old hoop. I've always been a Marvel guy. Always. I like DC, but I don't know if I mentioned it during the show. But I know I've discussed it with other people. But DC, when I was growing up, just didn't have the characters that Marvel had at the time. Um, You know, they had, you know, I don't know. It just seemed... Like they just didn't do it, and they they finally caught up in the eighties, in the late eighties and nineties. That you know DC caught up as far as characters go. But man, it, when I was a kid, it was like, you know, they had Superman, they had Wonder Woman, they had Super Friends, and that just didn't appeal to me as much. So I've never been a real big DC guy, and I know a lot of friends that are, but it's just it's I've always been a Marvel guy. So when the Arrowverse came to be. I, mean, I watched Supergirl. I watched Gotham. I watched Arrow. Gotham was great. You know, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched those shows, but I don't know much about, I guess, the, the correct word would be mythos, like the background on it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, like I didn't even know why Wonder Woman was wearing that gold deal in this new movie that's coming up, that gold outfit. Oh, the Golden Eagle yeah. armor? Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't even know why she was wearing it. I was with a friend <laughs> of mine, and he said, you don't know why she's wearing that? I said, I have no idea. And he explained it to me. He's a big DC guy. And he explained it to me. And I'm not going to say it here. You know, I don't want to spoil it in case somebody yeah, out there doesn't Justin, know. Justin McClain will get on to us. <laughs> with this yeah, yeah. So I'm we not going to say why. I'm just going to say, yeah, we, but there, there's a reason for it. I'm like, I, yep. you know, I thought it was just, no. He goes, no, there's a big reason for it. And he went on to explain it. And I'm like, well, that's cool. I like that, you know. And he grew up when DC was getting... He's younger than I am, so he he grew up in the DC that was, you know, when it was cool already, and I was already an adult. So, oh yeah, like know, the kind of ran away from comic books. Late eighties when like Neil Adams took over on the Batman art and all this stuff, and Batman stopped. Yeah, you know, yeah Frank exactly. Miller started doing yeah, storylines. Exactly. So, yeah. So I missed I missed the DC when it was at to me from and from every all the guys that they're DC that I know of. 
I miss the, the high point of DC. Not, not that it had, maybe it's still going. Maybe the high point isn't hidden yet, but the, they call it the high point of DC. It was. You know, so, I mean, a lot of people yeah. argue that late 80s time especially was a, was a good high point for DC. Yeah, and, and, and I miss that completely because I was too cool for that at the time, you know? I was too cool for a lot of things. That, that I'm like, <laughs> yeah. now I'm like, man, I, you know, I tell people, I'm like, man, I missed out on so much because I was so close-minded. I just, you know, it, this is what I would like, and I'm not going to like anything else, you know? And now that I'm older, I'm like, man, I missed all this. So, and DC was part of that. Part of the DC, the late 80s is part of that. So uh, I just thought I'd add that in because I don't know, you know, there's there's a lot online that you know you got either a DC guy or a Marvel guy and there's all kinds of debates going on. Online. Oh yeah, uh, I enjoy yeah. them both. I like I like them both for their yeah. own reasons. So I'm I've never been one that's like oh who do you prefer more? It's like it's so difficult for me because I'm like I, there's yeah. a lot of like on both sides for different reasons. Yeah. But but yeah, so we're we're losing another one. And of course next year we also are losing Batwoman, <laughs> but we're getting another Batwoman. We'll see yeah. how that turns out. Well, um, CW um, does. What's their online streaming? You got CW, and then you got another offshoot of CW. I thought it was just the CW. No, there's two of them there. Yeah. So the Swamp Tank's coming on there. Oh, is uh, it the CW, like, All Access or something like that? Uh, That's CBS. What am I thinking? I can't think of what it is. That's right, yeah. Yeah, Swamp Thing uh, is coming on yes, over there. it is. So they, they are picking that up. Which so is good because more people need to see that show because that's, right. that's the best. I mean, yeah. I'm very big on Titans. I love Titans. But Swamp Thing's the best comic book tv show that's ever been made ever now I, i'm is that just season one that was on well that's all there is so yeah uh, uh, and they, yeah, they've stopped there's no more filming nope. they're not going to continue nope. that cw yep. is just going to do one season and that's it that's it Wham. just the one season that was on dc universe okay. online okay the biggest mistake warner brothers ever made yeah but whatever yeah. whatever so y'all you, you enjoy it if you get a chance now that's on cw watch swamp things it's unreal so uh, other quick piece of uh news is of course now you're hearing this saturday it's officially been released as of thursday but the how srs cinemas who's a great company who has brought us a lot of harder to find b movies or just lower budget horror or monster movies they're the ones who picked up and finally got released the Riga series. So you got Rigo, uh, uh, God of the Sea Monsters, Riga, then the newest one, uh, God Riga versus King Oga um, of the independent giant monster films from Japan. Great fun movies. So they've, they've brought those out. They even did um, Attack of the Giant Teacher, brought it over here. Well, they have got the rights to an independent film uh, called The How from Beyond the Fog. Uh, which I know some people have uh, like compared it almost to something like Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Uh, but what this is, it's an independent film. Everything that I've seen as far as the festivals and different places where it's been viewed have just raved about this film. Um, the monster in it is called, um, done, forgot the name of it, it starts with a K, Kabula, I think. Um, but it was done by, created by Kaizu Murase, who was the designer of the original Varen suit. He also did special effects for the H-Man. Uh, he even did Mighty Pecking Man. He did special effects for that. Um, and it's directed by, excuse me, Daisuku Sato. And he really points to the Daimajin trilogy being a big <clears throat> influence to this film. And what it is, is it's set in the Kyushu during the Meiji era. And you got a blind girl named Takiri 
um, and a blind monster, Nebra, is the monster's name, sorry, who fight against greedy developers who are threatening to take over the, her family's land. So you get a blind girl and a blind monster fighting, you know, an evil empire type deal. But it's it's awesome because there's no real human characters. Everything's done by Japanese puppetry. So the human characters are all puppets. And then, of course, you got the monster, which is traditional summation. And it's just people have just raved over this this independent film. Finally getting released. Um, <clears throat> gets released tomorrow, technically, on, pre, on pre-sale. I'm ordering it. VHS copy, because it's the best. Um, and uh, uh, But so if you guys get a chance, man, go online, check out uh, Trailers for it on YouTube. Um, hopefully pre-sales on, by SRS Cinema, who's just, I'm loving this company for what they're bringing over here. Uh, but they did state there'll be 200, or no, yeah, 200 Blu-ray pre-sales, unless they max that out or they sell out all 200 by October 1st, then they'll do 1,000 pre-sales. Um, and the VHS is up to 50. Don't go order the VHS because I am. So, you know, leave it alone. I want to make sure I get one, you know, one of the 50 there. Um, but they do a phenomenal job. So, I mean, that's something that I highly recommend everybody check out. People I've talked to that's seen it have just raved about the film. Um, it's I, I'm, I'm super stoked for this one. Cannot wait for that one. So, But, yes, that's a two-bit news from us real quick. Yeah. So, And uh, we'll get to right into moving to our movies. First one up, of course, is going to be Tarantula. We've got 1955 is when this one came out. And this time, too, I do want to bring up um, in this era of film is it's interesting because these movies, in the, especially in the mid-50s, they would release theatrically, but they would also release on rental at the same time. So, you know, because you're starting to see the, the rise of home some home med- media, you know, coming up. I mean, you can get these films on eight millimeter cameras and things like that, and people would rent them for drive-in theaters, which is why we're doing the drive-in classic. Um, so these were pretty interesting. So if you go check these out and, and you see like the, you know, what did it gross? You know, it's going to say rentals included on it for a reason because we're going to start to see the rise of that in this era of the 50s. circumstances were to magnify one of them in size and strength, took it out of its primitive world and turned it loose in ours, then expect something that's fiercer, more cruel and deadly than anything that ever walked the earth. Even science was stunned. The new atomic miracle should have been mankind's greatest boon. Instead, when such power to cause phenomenal growth proved dangerously unstable, man was confronted with his most shocking blunder the isotope triggered our nutrient into a nightmare. A blunder that transformed a tiny insect into the hundred-foot spider that was now ravaging the panic-stricken countryside.
Tarantula came out in 1955. Uh, this is one of the many, many great giant monster, giant insect, you know, nuclear bomb-related monster films from the 50s from Universal International. Um, it was directed by Jack Arnold and, of course, starred the amazing John Agar, who, um, if you watch 50s yeah. or 60s, you know, movies, you know who John is. John was in Tarantula. John was in Revenge of the Creatures and Black Lagoon. He was in Zontar. The, the monster from Venus. He was in The Mole People. Um, so, I mean, just he's huge when it comes to these type of movies. The Brain That Wouldn't Die. He, you know, he fought it. And Jane, John Edgar was a big, big name uh, to get for Tarantula for this type of film. Then you also had uh, Mary Corday. She's in it. And she's not uh, unfamiliar to um, science fiction movies. She, of course, she's, you know, in this one, she was also in The Black Scorpion, which I think we briefly talked about the last episode. Um, she was in the Giant Claw, which everybody can miss. I own it, but trust me, you could totally miss the Giant Claw and be okay. Um, but she did a lot. Yeah, you know, she did a lot of other films as well. Um, but and, um, I think she was actually because she's in Clint Eastwood has a small role in this film, and she was in another yeah. Eastwood film in '83. She was in Sudden Impact. With really? Eastwood. Really? Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, you got great actors and actresses already. Then you got Leo. Carol, Leo G. Carroll, who's also oh, he, yeah. he plays the yeah. the mad, not really the mad scientist, but I guess he is the mad scientist in this uh, character. Uh, he was great. And of course, now he was in a lot of Hitchcock films. He was in The Man from Uncle. Um, I mean, he's he's Lee Car- Leo Carroll. Like, he's got a great career. So, great cast, great director. And they're bringing us the classic nuclear affected giant monster film and this time it's a giant tarantula and what's more terrifying to most citizens before, other than jaw a shark other than spiders everybody is afraid of spiders what's worse exactly. than a giant spider <laughs> so pretty much when you know when this film takes place um out in like the i think it's nevada right somewhere in that area and uh yeah um leo arizona arizona that's right arizona leo g carroll and uh as a scientist and his uh, fellow scientist partner who we see at the very beginning of the film all mutated and deformed die in the very opening sequences which is a great scene yeah. um they have yeah. been working on a serum to increase the size of well, food they're trying to fix food shortages you know what i mean so you, in their lab you see this guinea pig that's the size of like a german shepherd and you see yeah. a rabbit the size of like a you know, a baby cow. And then you see in a great sequence I love as he walks over to see, you know, to look at this little tarantula in a cage. You, know, you When you first watch it, you're like, oh, so he's going to inject that little tarantula with this stuff. But then you don't realize behind him until it moves the massive, like, four-foot tarantula that's in a exactly. cage. Yeah. That's the one that yeah. escapes and keeps growing. Um, but unfortunately, in humans, this has caused a deformity. Um, so the, a couple of the characters are deformed and end up dying from this serum. Um, <clears throat> and then John Hagar, who is the man, the man. plays a local doctor yeah. who realizes something's going on and goes to inspect, becomes the type of hero, is, uh, and, uh, excuse me, and has to stop the giant tarantula, you know, from coming to town and killing everybody. Great fun movie. This is an absolute blast of a movie. But instead of doing the norm here, I'm going to let Ruben run with this one for a little bit because this is Ruben's favorite. And he raves, he talks, you've probably talked about this movie at least 10 times on this show. Oh, yeah. Yes. It always yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's always uh, one of the movies that, that bring, if we were talking about nostalgia already. This one is, you know, one of the movies that, as a matter of fact, when I watched it, I had to, 
uh, I, I texted texted you and I said you texted me about something and I said, man, I'm sitting here with a bowl of popcorn and a big red, <laughs> big red, yep. and and yeah, big red, and I'm just man, I'm just loving it. I'm just loving it. And hopefully everybody knows what a big red is. Somebody said that was a Texas thing, and some people don't know what big red is, but it's a soft drink. It's yep. just red cream soda. That's all it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, you can uh, get it here in oh, Texas. Yeah. Big, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And because um, RJ went up somewhere and he mentioned it, and they looked at him like he had, you know, that's Christmas story line. Like he had lobsters crawling out of his ears, and they didn't know what it was. <laughs> but that was up in I think Baltimore. He said, or I can't remember. He he went on so many trips when he was in school. I can't remember. But so I sat there with my bowl of popcorn and my big red and it just enjoyed the heck out of this movie. I forgot. I mean, I've seen it plenty of times, but every time I watch it, it just I like I, I look at it. and I'm like, man, they did such a good first. It's universal. So universal. And it's in the, and it's in the bloodline of universal monsters. Oh, and it you is. can see yeah. that. in the mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see that you can see that in the in the uh, special effects and especially in the makeup of of. Uh, the humans, the ones that get deformed, they get shot with the serum. Uh, and you look at it like, man, that, that's Universal Monsters. You know that's Universal Universal Monsters, and they did such a good job on it. So, um, and when I was a kid, this movie was like, that giant spider was just the most terrifying thing. I was like, man, look at it, you know? And it, it's just, and they did so well. Of course, now that I, as I've gotten older, I look at it and, well, it's not as scary. But boy, when you're a kid and you're watching that, it's it it's pretty scary, you know. Oh, they man. did a good job on. There's still one scene that ahead. creeps me out. I mean, and I'll talk whenever we yeah, get to me. Yeah. I'll talk about it. There's still one scene that just uh, freaking gives me the hippie jibbies, and I love spiders. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's just there's just so much about this movie that I like. I like that that the, the I mean the the story is great. The acting is way above average. Even as I've grown, when I was a kid, I didn't care about the acting. I just wanted to see the giant spider. And as I've grown older, I'm like, man, I appreciate more the the, the makeup and the special effects and uh, the background, you know, in the desert, you know, that, that was pretty cool. And, you know, uh, and just how they did it, just how they did the story was just, man, it's just top notch. I could watch that movie twice a month and not get tired of it for a while, you know um because I, I just love it that much uh i, I can't think of a negative i i know that special effects don't hold up to what you see nowadays but it's still great i mean when you met what they did in 1954 with the uh i guess they used like a they used the they used puppetry and they used uh you know they, some wax they used some wax type figures too because they were talking about well that was in the special effects for the humans that the wax would melt in the desert when they were doing the makeup for the, uh, for the yeah, professor yeah, Carol. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the professor, you know, and things yes. like that. So, you know, but, but I can sit there and watch it and, and, you know, I, especially, I, I noticed that they, they used the, they used the spider to keep that, I guess, to keep that sense of, 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 man, what's the word I'm looking for? Just to keep you scared. It was a lot of night scenes with the spider. Yeah, you know, the spider didn't. Yeah, it was a lot of night scenes with the spider, and it's just, uh, you know what? They they did a good job on that because you just never know, uh, you know where where they're going to come out of or where the spider was going to come out of, and it was great. And it was just one spider for the whole movie, unlike the next movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, 
but yeah, they did a great yeah. job on it. You know, they did a great job. It was cool seeing all the, you know, the jet fighters and, and uh, things like that. It was just, it. I just can't rave enough about this movie. And, and a lot of it has to do with nostalgia. I just, you know, it was one of those movies that I, that I just, if it was on TV, it was one of those movies. And I've said it before about other movies, but this one, I just, it, I was stopping. I mean, I was going. Through, you know, I don't know if you guys did this when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I would get the Sunday. We get the Sunday paper. And the first thing I went for was the TV guide. Oh yeah, <laughs> I yeah, wanted to see definitely. yeah, you know, the TV definitely. guide so I could highlight what I was going to watch. I I did that know? as a kid and, myself. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure we all did it. You know, I I wasn't sure if it was just me, but I figured more. You know, it's just like the Sears and JCP JC Penny catalog and Christmas time. I would get the TV guide. And our TV guy was set up where in the back it had all the movies listed, man. And I'd go through there and look at all the, you know, and a tarantula came up, man. I got excited about it. I was ready for it. You know, it was usually a Friday night or a, a Saturday night. Sometimes it'd be Saturday afternoon, but nine times out of 10, it was Friday night. That's when they would do, uh, it was a Houston station that, uh, that we would get via cable here in Corpus. And they, every Friday night they'd go through a, you know, they do, like a week of just Planet of the Apes. It'd be like every movie, you know, they start on, they start on uh, Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, and then, and they culminate on Friday. And sometimes it'd be every Friday night, just depending, uh, you know, they go through like, uh, like the, tr- it'll be one, one Friday night, it'll be Tarantula. The next, it'll be then the next, it'll be the Deadly Mantis. You know, it, it, there was always a theme to it. So I was always excited. And that's where I went straight to Friday night too. Sometimes just to see what they were going to show. And this is one of those movies that I was just like, man, I got to see that. Uh, especially even nowadays, um, not so much now, but when October came around and Halloween and, and AMC would have their monster, not the monster fest, the fear, fear fest, right? What is it called now? Well, fear. it used to be, it used to be monster fest, but now, now it's fear. It was fest. monster. Yeah. Now it's fear fest. And for a while they would, for a while, they would give before they went to commercials and all that. Um, it was more like Turner Classic Movies. They they would show all these movies during the month of October, and I was, you know, I'm I'm ready for it, you know. Um, and Tarantula is just one of my favorites. So um, I don't I don't know what else I can say. I'm so excited about it. I, I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> it is such a great and movie, I'm speechless. man. I mean, yeah. it, it did well. It did 1.1 million dollars as far as the box office rentals. I mean, it did a super good job with that. Actually, and I forgot to mention it too. I mean, it's got an, it's a really high ranking on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a ninety-two percent uh, Rotten yeah, Tomatoes I mean, score. Tarantula did, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, very, very good film. Nothing negative, Ruben. Yeah, not not really. I mean, I, it to me, it's not. Even though we're about to talk another movie, and I like it just as much, I think this is the high point for the giant monster movies uh, of the fifties that were made in America, anyway. No, oh, definitely. Um, and I think that I think that has to do a lot with the fact that Universal Pictures did it. You know, it, I think they had the experience and they had the you know the directors. You know, they could they could draw from a great director. Jack Arnold was a great director, and they could uh, draw from great actors. And uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's obvious that it was done very well. And and it, it is a high point. It could it could be argued. There's other movies that, that you might enjoy better, but I think the consensus out there is that this one's the high point. But uh, nothing really negative about it at all. And 
you mentioned it before, and the Clint Eastwood makes a cameo, uh, which you can miss yep. pretty quick if you're not yeah if you're not paying attention to the the jet fighters dropping dropping bombs, but uh, he makes a cameo on it. So that that's all I got to say about that. Mark, what about you, man? Well, uh, Ruben said a lot uh, that I agree with because <laughs> it is a great, great movie, and uh, I think uh, this you know. In 1955, the special effects uh, wasn't overall, I think, that great. But for this movie, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Uh, yeah. You know, the the spider is very much alive as he's walking across the desert mountains and coming across the desert. I thought they did a fantastic job on that. It just uh, was just great. You know, oh, yeah. even the guinea pig in the laboratory... Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's right there in that cage, you know. And, oh, the the mat shots in this. Oh, it's just They're really fantastic, good. fantastic. And I, you know, the acting yeah. you can't you can't knock the acting. The acting was good, and I think and you're right with being a uh, Universal Pictures. I think you know their budget a little bit higher, uh, and yeah. and they could go out and spend that money and 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 do that and have those special effects and. And and have everything look just perfect on location out in the middle of the desert, uh, just a fantastic job. Yeah. You know, the, the only question that I had in probably the whole movie um, was the lab burns down. Yeah. The spider gets out, and nobody says. What happened to that four foot tarantula? <laughs> yeah, no, not, not there's not a word said about it. I mean, it's just like okay. well, I, th- I think the, I think the professor <laughs> professor mentions that he thought it got burned in the fire. Oh, did he? Really? Well, yeah, I didn't well, catch yeah, that. He does. Uh, that monkey because. knew when he's burying that that dude's yeah, body. <laughs> that monkey came running up. He's trying to tell him, you know, monkey language. Dude, spiders out. Spiders out. That monkey yeah. is freaking out. <laughs> and, yeah. and and it was you know, and the and the and the and the spider grows very large, very quick. And yeah, uh, but I think once you get past that little that little indiscre- or for me, indiscrepancy there uh, of whatever happened to the spider uh then it plays yeah. right into it and it's great great movie um uh, scared me to death when i was a little kid I mean, <laughs> you know awesome uh, it, it's, See, uh, and it I, was I, really I, good i was almost embarrassed i was almost embarrassed to say that i'm like well people are gonna say come on ruben that wasn't yeah. scary okay. yeah when you, but when you're a kid it is oh scary, it, yeah you know? you know we had the uh up up home it was the cemetery hour on saturday nights yeah. you know and and oh, cool. uh, yeah. and uh and i think that's where i first time i saw it and just you know it comes on like at 11 o'clock at night it's yeah I, i'm just petrified thinking, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh here's the spider looking at but every corner then, of know, the spider. oh yeah you know you want you don't you would get you got to get off the floor you you would lay a blanket on the floor and watch tv and then no, yeah you're up on the couch you weren't laying on the floor with <laughs> yeah. spiders so uh excellent movie thumbs up no negatives really really good movie uh, job well done. I, I love this film as well. I mean, I, I'm a sucker for the 50s. Well, I mean, most any 50s science fiction movie, but especially the, the, the giant creature films of the 50s. I mean, I love Trains, love them. I love Deadly Mantis. I mean, I even like, you know, I mean, it's not 50s, but you know, Nigh the Lepus, you know, I mean, giant rabbits come oh, on. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I oh, yeah. I love those nature dynamic films, especially if they're giant, but it's, but definitely the 50s when you're running through that atomic fear time still. They did a phenomenal job of these films, and Universal just did a stellar job of this one. And I love the actors and the characters. Again, John Hagar, 
John Agar is oh, yeah. amazing. Okay, as Dr. Hastings in this. One of my favorite things of the film, though, has nothing to do with the spider, actually has to do with John Agar and the the call because he's you know he goes when he first shows up he goes into his office there at that the hotel or whatever which is just a weird place to have a doctor's office by the <laughs> yeah. way um i know it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah he's pulling up to the hotel i'm like oh he's checking into this town oh no his office is in here and he's the doctor <laughs> of the town it's just so weird but um, and the hotel clerk is listening in to yes, every phone i call. love that josh <laughs> yeah that's what i'm gonna bring up is, is his relationship with josh the old man the hotel clerk, oh, yeah. yeah which again was weird too because i just couldn't imagine an old man named josh was just <laughs> Thought out that yo, yeah, I know, right? Something yeah. different, you know. Right Eugene, you're listening yeah. in on these kind, you know, something. <laughs> but and you know, when he when he first arrives, Josh tells him the sheriff's calling. You need to, you know, and he, so he calls him in his office, and the sheriff's going off about this dead body they found, and he sounds all mad, and he walks out, and and uh, Josh is like, you sound pretty mad. Then he goes off on him. He's like, are you insinuating now, Zeev dropping? Yes, yeah. uh, I love it. I loved. <laughs> Their relationship together was yes. so good. And what what yeah. does he end up saying to her when he's talking uh, to the lady on the uh, on the phone? Hey, she hung up on you. Won't we try to get her back? Again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's great. Or yeah. or when like when he when he comes in and 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 Mary Corday's character uh, Stephanie. Yeah. Um, is sitting there. He didn't even say anything. He's like, hey, hey you got to take her here. Like, <laughs> he didn't even ask. Yeah, you know what I mean? I love that relationship. It reminds me, it's like it was a precursor to uh, Mike Lowry, you know, Will Smith's character and his guy at his apartment building from Bad Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. That's what it reminded me of. So I love that. I love that relationship uh, with them. But everything else is great, man. I mean, the special effects on the human actors when they started getting deformed, like Dr. Carroll or, or Lee, Leo yeah. Carroll's character. Did a phenomenal job. The acting was top notch. Uh, there's a scene in that movie that had stuck with me with a kid, and even watching it the other day, I was like, "That's just creepy." And it's when Stephanie's yeah. at the doctor's mansion or whatever at his, where his, his house, and the tarantula's coming, and it's you're looking out that window, and then the 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 puppet that they created just gets closer and closer and closer. Uh, and you see the eyes and the hair and then oh, the yeah. mandibles. I'm like, dude, just, this gets me goosebumps every time. And then when like it, yeah. it brings its its claw in or its its arm in and scoops up the doctor and its jaws are moving back and forth. I'm like, no, nah, dude, nope, I'm good. <laughs> you know, none of the other spider yeah. scenes scared me as a kid, but those two scenes especially, man, at the at the mansion when the spiders yeah. you know destroying it, I'm like, oh, it oh, just yeah. stuck with me yeah. till then. So I mean, especially and, like she's uh she's like helping, she's just getting ready for bed. Yeah. And the oh, spider's yeah. right yeah. there. She's just, you know, so she, there's a vulnerability there. Yeah. It's that, so good. That, that is, yeah, that she, she, in her acting, she just like, you know, just like, man, she's just set up to, you know, for this, you know, kind of like, kind of like, you know, it reminded me of like a King Kong scene when King Kong's at the window and, oh, yeah. Grabs, yep. Yeah. You know, type of something like that. You know, she's just help. She's just got a, she's just helpless. You know, and she and I guess there's something about getting ready for bed that makes a woman even more helpless, or anybody really helpless. And uh, I thought that that was that was a cool scene. And you're right that that you're like, oh my god, look, he's he's right there in the window. Look, look, and then oh, man, he starts tearing it up. You know, it's so tearing good. it all up. Yeah, and that poor doctor's even more deformed, and and then the spider just grabs him and finishes him off. You know, the it's just it's just awesome, and and. I, I can't rave enough about that. That makeup, even the makeup for the doctor. Oh, it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. oh, so yeah. good. Oh, my so God. I'm like, man, that's so good. I said, man, there's stuff nowadays that doesn't look as good as that. 
Oh know? yeah, I oh, agree yeah. to that. It's just great. So yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, super phenomenal. I think I, I think the only complaint I would have is more towards Universal, only because I hold them to a higher standard. Pretty yeah. much 90% of the special effects with the spider are great. I mean, it's obviously, it's a real tarantula. Use matte shots yeah. uh, to make it look, you know, huge in the desert. They do a great job of placement on it when it's on screen. Um, but there are a couple shots, special effects-wise, when they're bombing the tarantula or things like that, where I thought they could have done better, oh. only because it's universal. Because, I mean, yeah, it's 1950s, but we also got movies like Them, Godzilla, Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms, Creatures from the Black Lagoon, these it, right there is a prime example. Creature from the Black Lagoon was universal, um, where the special effects, even to today's standards of those films, looks unreal. You know what I mean? So I, I yeah. just expected, not that I, I think they're bad because they still look great. It's just being universal. You know, what I mean, if this was international pictures, I I wouldn't care, but it, it's universal. You know what I mean? So I'm like, ah, I wish you would have done just a. You know, you went to ten, but you should have went to eleven, and it would have been awesome. That would yeah, that would be my, yeah. my my only. That's the only reason why I didn't give it as high of a grade as like Ruben did. Uh, you know, I'm slightly below, but that's literally the only reason. It's just because I I expect a little more from Universal in this yes. type of scenario. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't take that, away from the movie legitimate. though, because the movie is amazing. No. Yes. So. But, uh, well, yeah, right. I mean, there you go, guys. I mean, we are all praising this film, all praising this one. Stop-wise, man, we gave this one a 4.25 out of 5. Up uh, there. Up, up there. there. I mean, yes. super good. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes gave this thing a 92% rating still to this to this day. It's a phenomenal film. If you want to check out a ni- an awesome 1950s classic driving film, you can't go wrong with Tarantula. Anything else? Obviously, and it's great, and it's great, too. I mean, if you have kids, this is a good, uh, for lack of a better term, it's a good wholesome movie to watch. That that's pretty cool. I think that the kids would love it. It is. You know? Plus, it's got yeah. Jan, even it's uh, got John Agar. It's all you need. Yeah, there right you there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even uh, RJ came to visit for the weekend to pack, take all his stuff. So he when I when I was watching it, I think it was Saturday night. It might have been Friday night. I don't remember now. No, no, it was Saturday. It was, yeah, it was anyway, Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday night, guys. It was Saturday night, and I was watching it, and he came out, and he goes, what are you watching? I said, oh, Tarantula, that's what's up for Sledgecast. And, and he sat there, and he goes, and even he got creeped out. He goes, oh, man, and he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't care for spiders much. So <laughs> he's he like, oh, man, look at that. And, he, and, you know, he came back to his room. It was He was doing something <laughs> or other. You know, he's, he didn't watch it. He was playing, uh, I don't know, he's playing a game or something. But uh, even he came out and he looked at it and, and he goes, well, that, that looks pretty good, though. You know, he made that comment on the spider. And I said, yeah, you know, for 1950s, it's good. So, uh, oh, big time. Uh, it, it's just, yeah, it, it's it's it would, it would be, a, you know, a good movie. Um, uh, you know, it was I mean, I showed it to him when he was a kid. He just didn't remember. He said, I don't remember. I said, yeah, I know you watched it on VHS because that's what I had them all recorded on, um, <laughs> you know, back in the day. When you can record stuff off TV in a, on a VHS, you know, oh, I yeah. got a DVR, but but I still have stacks and stacks of VHS with all kinds of movies like that. You know, they're all there. But oh, yeah, that's... there's nothing negative. It's just and it's great. 
great, great movie. So, all right. Well, so that knocks out the first one of our 50s classic drive-in. And again, as we told you at the beginning of the show, we got something super special for you. And we just can't praise John Agar enough when it comes to these classic monster films. And thanks to Pete Quint. Thank a, you, Pete. <laughs> a band named Dead, as, I wonder if it's a Dead Elvi or Dead Elva. Like, it's almost like it's supposed to be Dead Elvis, but they just took the S off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyways, yeah, there's yeah. this band called well, Dead Dead LV. There might have been a Dead Elvis singing in there. Uh, in it the looked video. like it. In the yeah, video. it did. Um, maybe they are, maybe they are been, Dead yeah. Elvis, and it's just they forgot to put the S on there. Anyways, they came up with a song called John Agar Rules, and it's absolutely awesome. Thank you, Pete, for sharing this with us. Why don't you all check it out real quick? Here we go. John Agar Rules.
direction of the President of the United States. Stay in your homes, I repeat. Stay in your homes. Your personal safety, the safety of the entire city, depends upon your full cooperation with the military authorities. Yes, cities, nations, even civilization itself, threatened with annihilation. Because in one moment of history-making violence, nature, mad, rampant, wrought its most awesome creation. For born in that swirling inferno of radioactive dust were things so horrible, so terrifying, so hideous. There is no word to describe them. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true and thus will be destruction and darkness come up in creation, and the beasts shall reign over the earth. Yes, the earth, the skies above and the seas below, infested by swarms of nightmare creatures, crueler, deadlier than the armored giants of prehistoric eras. Here is a wild, headlong flight into terror as the desert erupts with the grim battle for survival. Here is a fear-frenzied moment of suspense, as mankind totters before a thing that multiplies faster than it can be killed. Here is a desperate plunge into the black depths of the earth, where human courage challenges the brute force, the slashing jaws, the poison fangs that guard the subterranean nest where the beast spawns its terrible progeny. To all units, to all units, condition red, grain 267 is the target area. Repeat, condition red, grain 267 is the target area. We can't take a chance. It might poison the whole city. So and that was John Agar Rules by Dead Elvie. That is an awesome song. Then, of course, right after that, you got the trailer for Them, which is the movie we got coming up next. Them, of course, we had Tarantula a minute ago with a giant spider. This one is about giant ants. Now, this one came out a few months prior to Godzilla. This came out in 1954. Now, this one, this time coming around instead of Universal, we got this from Warner Brothers. And, uh, of course, I mean, great crew on this film too because this film's equally as good as tarantula um this time we've got with warner brothers of course you get different directors because at the time you know directors kind of stuck a little bit with the you know the companies they worked for the most um you know you did universal films you worked with universal if you worked with warner brothers you worked with warner brothers and that's pretty much it so this time around uh, back back in those back in those days you 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 signed a contract with them and you were you were pretty much stuck with them for the contract, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of them did. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because I know a lot of them said they. Uh, I would read, you know. All, I I love old movies, so like I, you know, I read up on a lot of them, um, and a lot of them would say, you know, Catherine Hepburn did this movie because she was contracted to do three, and she wanted to do this other movie, but they wouldn't let her out of her contract. Type of deal, you know, type of deal. So I think that's what they did back then. Not so much now. I think oh, they, gotcha. they do whatever they want. Yeah, but back then they did. 
Well, director-wise on this one, man, it was a little interesting because you've got, uh, for this movie, for the director chair, that you have Gordon Douglas. Now, Gordon Douglas is no unknown name when it comes to Hollywood. However, Gordon Douglas is a very unknown name when it comes to monster films. Uh, he has a massive list of movies he's, he did from the 40s all the way into the 70s. Um, of course, you know, the, you know, one of the more notable ones that I, you know, I'm aware of for Gordon was the 1968 film The Detective. Um, but as far as monster movies, this was it. This was the only monster movie he did, and he knocked this movie out of the park. So, I mean, again, did. we're here in the 50s. It's... You know, atomic testings and bombs are turning everything giant. This time we've got giant ants. And this movie was stacked to the brim with great actors, too. A little bit different here. You know, instead of having guys like John Agar and Mara Corday, this time around you got James Whitmore. And, of course, James Whitmore is a huge actor uh, that, I mean, everybody would know. That's my thing up here. Um, If you don't know him immediately. Now, John Whitmore plays the the cop. What's the cop's name? I can't think of it now. Um, in this movie, he's one of the main characters, and uh, he had a massive film career as well. Uh, and on top of that, of course, now he was also in Twilight Zone. Uh, he was on that. He was in the uh, on the Invaders show. Um, he uh, he one, was one we did just not too long ago. The Relic. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he, he was played Doctor yeah. um, uh, Frock. Yep. 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 James Whitmore was in The Relic. Um, he was in what the you know, Planet of the Apes. Uh, he was. Um, and Oliver Q, he's in, you know, The Adventures of Mark Twain. Uh, the, you know, he was even in Shawshank Redemption. And, I mean, the dude's, he's been in all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, Whitmore's huge. And you've got another big name um, in this one as well. Joan Weldon, she's in it. She was a great actress from the 50s. But another big name that I want to mention, of course, is James Arness. James Arness plays an FBI agent in this film. And Arness is awesome. Arness is in one of my most loved, hated films of all time. The thing from another world, where <laughs> yes. all they do is open and close freaking doors. Um, but he plays the creature in in that movie. Um, but he does a great job in this as well. Of course, he did. A, you know, he did a great job in the thing from another world. But uh, there's just well, too many his, doors. His, what his fame was, uh, Gunsmoke. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah. Gunsmoke. Yeah, that's Matt right. Dillon, Marshall Dillon. Guns, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Oh, yeah. I think everybody knows him as Marshall Dillon more yes. than anything. Yes. Else. Well, because he did yeah. Marshall Dillon for a long time, not just the oh, yeah. show, but he also because they did like two or three movies, didn't they? I'm not sure on that. That's something I'd have, I'm pretty sure there was like two or three yeah. Gunsmoke films from the, the, the 70s or 80s, yeah. and, he, and he played Marshall Dillon in those right. as well. Um, so I mean, great actors in this one. Um, one of course, now I, I don't know her name, but she's a the little girl in this movie. Mm-hmm. Is she has no real? Well, she's got a couple small speaking her, roles. Her name is. Sandy Desh Desh yeah. sure, sure. yeah. So I know yeah. she's she's the yeah. Ellenson yeah. girl. Yeah. As the movie starts off, you got James Whitmore, uh, his character uh, Ben Sergeant yeah. Ben um, is driving through, and they're looking for a girl apparently yeah. walking, yeah. and they find her, and she's just walking with this doll that's got half its head broke off, and is just terrified looking. Doesn't say a word, and they end up finding her trailer that her family was at, and it's just torn apart. Mom and dad's gone. They find uh, the other Ben or Whitmore's character finds the other part of her doll, realizes this is where she came from, and something tore this trailer apart. And uh, they don't know what it is whatsoever. Um, and then, of course, they take her back, but they want to check out this uh, old man's convenience store. They get to it, and it's just demolished, and he's dead in the basement. He's been killed. Yep. And they come to find out it's these giant ants. And man, 
this movie, of course, now the ants, you know, they end up finding the nest. They think they destroy the nest, but they don't. They don't they don't realize at first um, that uh, until the, you know, every every movie's got a doctor or a scientist that comes to save the day. Yeah. And for this one, um, it's uh, it's Edmund Gwynn as Dr. Medford and then his daughter, jo- Dr. Medford as well, who's played by Joanne Weldon. Uh, know that these are ants and realize these are ants and they verify that there's three queens that escaped from the nest which then make their way to uh, Los Angeles and uh, <clears throat> are hiding in the subways and they gotta go find them there before they spread and make another colony just super great film from top to bottom this movie you know, did 2.2 million dollars in the box office and the, the rentals this is one of the very few films on Rotten Tomatoes that has a 100% Rotten Tomato oh, score. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, and yeah. to me, I'll take the reins on this one. I think absolutely, definitely 100%. To me, every aspect of this film was phenomenal. When it comes to, of course, I'll take Godzilla out of the aspect here. If we're talking straight yeah. American 50s giant monster and giant creature films, this is it. This is the top dog. There's none that compares or comes, you know, to take the reins of them. Um, you know, if you just look at the critic ratings alone to believe it, but every aspect of this film was phenomenal. The special effects on the ants, which were all giant puppets, were Oscar, amazing. Oscar nominated. Yeah, that's right. They yeah. were Oscar nominated. I mean, when the ants, when the queens land on the boat in the ocean as they're or the you know, as they're flying out yeah. i mean just the attacks on the people are just vicious they look great uh the sound effects of them when they're that, that high-pitched squeak and squeal that they make is terrifying the music is terrifying a lot of the scenes are not quite at night but are at night and some are bright in the day you've got the dark tunnels that you're having to they're having to sort through to try and find these things the little girl the elton girl i mean everything on this movie was just top notch this was to me i think was the epitome of giant monster films or giant creature films of the 50s um, for the American Made. I mean, aside, well, I mean, you've got Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, which I high, I put in high, high regard. Uh, actually, I would put that, sorry, Ruben, but Beast goes above Tarantula in my book. But Tarantula's right below it. Okay. Tarantula's definitely in the top three for giant uh, monster okay. creature films. But th- them just, it was a giant creature film, but it was also a horror film at its core. And it had so many yes. truly terrifying, horrifying moments. Even without the, you know, I mean, you know, again, like when they when they get the girl at the beginning into the ambulance car, and then they start to hear, of course, they don't know it's the ants at the time, but they hear them off in the distance as the sandstorms coming in, and then Whitmore's character's looking out, and so is the little doctor and the ambulance thing, but then El- the Elson girl, she just kind of sits up and just stares, just that ghost stare on her face. Oh yeah, and then lays back down. Yeah. I'm like, oh dude, gives me yeah. goosebumps. It's just oh, yeah. chilling. Yeah. It reminds me of like the little girl from Poltergeist. They're here, you yeah. know. I'm like, yeah. She didn't say a word, and she scared me more than that girl, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, and every bit of it was great, man. I mean, and then there's tragic moments. I mean, Ben is spoiler alert. James Moore character dies in this film, like he does in a lot of his films, unfortunately, because um, he died in the Relic. Um, you know, he dies. Do you really so- have a spoiler alert when it's. A film from nineteen, just in case, you know. You know <laughs> sorry, I just thought that. Sorry, um, yeah, no spoiler in the fifties movies. My bad. Um, but uh, you know, Ben dies in the subway, saving two kids. Two kids that get lost yeah. in the subway. Their dad gets killed, but um, the boys are, you know, they save them. Um, so tragic, heroic death for him. But I mean, it's action packed, and but it's also just a terrifying movie. And there's to me, films like Chud really pull from elements of movies like them. 
especially with the underground yeah. sequences and the subways. And that, to me, everything there's not a bad special effects scene. There's not a bad acting scene. There's not a bad soundtrack scene. Everything to this was just. They went to 10 and said, screw that, we're going to 11. Yeah. And they went to 11 all the way yeah, on this yeah. one. No complaints from me on this movie. Mark made, uh, and what I made, two, like 2.2 million? 2.2 million. Yeah, it yep. was, uh, and you're exactly right. I mean, it was uh, the epitome of uh, giant monster movies from from America in the 50s and, and uh, the special effects, uh, kind of an all-star crew. Uh, I mean, even go out and, and I'm just reading, uh, Disney was there to look at James Arness for their, their Davy Crockett, uh, series. Uh, yeah. Huh? Yep. And they, wow. en- and they end up seeing Fess Parker, uh, who they in turn hire yep. and, uh, he becomes Davy Crockett and on, on to Daniel Boone and, and led him to, to different things. And Fess Parker, if you don't know who he was, he was the. Uh, fighter pilot that uh, was put in the insane asylum because uh, he saw the yeah. queen ant yep. flying, yep. and so. Uh, but I think yeah, the mm-hmm. the 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 acting was great, um, special effects great. I mean they um, they did just a, a phenomenal job, and there's there's nothing negative or bad. I I think at all in this movie. And I think you've hit it, you hit it pretty good. And, you know, and I think the little girl, she reminds me of almost, you know, like the little girls in the hallway on the shining, you know, you just, oh, yeah. you, know, yeah. you just, you just look in those eyes and it's like, Oh my gosh, my skin's crawling. You know, this is, they have made this girl look terrifying and they pretty much didn't do anything. She just, yeah. uh, the way, props the way, for her. Uh, oh yeah. Man. The way props that stare was, yeah. way that stare was, was just, uh, I mean, it just ripped right through you. So, I mean, overall, great movie. Um, uh, just one of one of my favorites uh, growing up, if not the favorite growing up. It, it was uh, one of those ones that, like Tarantula, Sammy Terry Saturday Night had me scared to <laughs> yes. death. So, yeah, I mean, there you yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was good. <laughs> so, I'm good on that. Thumbs up. And so, and before Ruben, before we get uh, over to you, I forgot to mention this too. It did. It's, it's so popular of a film for those who haven't seen this movie. You may have heard of it because Van Morrison named his band them after this movie. Wow! And not only that, the Misfits had a song called "Them" yeah. that's based off of this movie. It was, um, yeah, it was definitely them. affected people. Oh it? yeah, yes. big time, man. For I mean, sure. and again, when that little girl, uh, yeah, when she first speaks <laughs> yeah. and she screams, "Them!" Oh, yeah. I'm like, "Oh, dude." <laughs> <laughs> gets me every time ruben you go yeah. for it man yeah this movie i mean tarantula is my all-time favorite but the, but but my rating i gave it the same as tarantula you did yeah um, because yeah i did i gave it the exact same rating you know and I, and I love this movie too uh i think this is more i think you touched on it this is more of a horror movie than tarantula is as far as i'm concerned because it was it was that that fear, that dread that you didn't know, and especially they go in and they they think they got they got them all, and then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute! There's three larger eggs that just hatched. There's three queens out there, you know." And they're like, "Man, they don't got them, you know." So now what, you know? And uh, so there's everything about this movie I love. I love the part because uh, you guys probably noticed. I mean, I noticed because every time I hear my hometown should uh, come up on anything, I'm like, "Hey." When they when when that pilot is in the insane asylum, he says, you know, 
they were down in Brownsville, but he flew out of Corpus Christi. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He flew out of Corpus Christi to Brownsville. And and there actually is a naval base here and still here to this day. And uh, so I'm like, hey, they said Corpus. You know, that was always a big deal for me even (laughs) as a kid. Like, hey, they said Corpus Christi. And uh, so, I mean, I just thought the ants were awesome. And uh, they were terrifying, you know, especially since you never knew you could hear them coming. But the way they did it, it's like you could hear them coming. Even if they weren't coming your way, it was kind of like, okay, there they come. And then, and then it fade away. Like, okay, they're not coming this way. Yeah, it was it and, was very uh, atmospheric. Yes, it was very atmospheric. Um, that that's a good word for it. Yeah, it was atmospheric where where you just you always had a feel uh, a sense of dread throughout the whole movie, kept you on the edge of your seat. So I really like that. I think it was more of a horror aspect than that. And and I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, the Wilhelm screams in this several times. A matter of fact, did y'all catch that? <coughs> no, I did not. No, excuse me. Sorry. Problem. The, 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 I mean, do you got, I mean, I'm sure listeners sludge, you know what the Wilhelm scream is, right? The, the, the monster scream. You don't know the one that you hear. No, in every no, movie? The, 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 the Wilhelm scream is a scream you hear in star Wars. The, Oh, you remember that the scream? You, you never oh, heard the Wilhelm scream? yes. Okay. No. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Yep. And yes, yeah, it yeah. it's, it, it's in it's star Wars and I was watching it, you know, and it's funny. I never caught it before, but it became a big thing during star Wars. Um, because, because they would put them, it's in every star Wars movie. That scream is in every movie. So I'm watching it. And there's that scene where the ants attack while, uh, while that ships at sea. Mm-hmm. And that he, the guy's telegraphing, you know, sending SOS or whatever he is. That ant comes through and grabs him, and he does the. That's the scream. The way, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where I remember. I it, said, yeah. I know that scream. Yeah, that's the yeah. scream. And when, then they when do Ben it, dies, they do it several more times. Yeah, exactly. And then in the in the tunnel, he uh, that same scream again. Yep. That, that, well, that's like, when hey, I. Hey, that's the Wilhelm yeah, scream. Man. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like. Oh man, this is so cool! I did. I myself, I knew about the scream. I didn't realize how old it was. I didn't realize that it came out of the Warner Brothers sound effects library from the 1950s. You know, I just didn't realize that that's how long that scream had been around. And uh, so that was cool. You know, the Corpus Christi part was cool. That's the part that kind of like get got me excited as a kid. But the story is great. The acting is great. And I agree with you guys who make, who makes that home, that, that home movie is that little girl. And when she stands oh, up man. undertaker style, yeah. When she stands up undertaker style there in the ambulance, <laughs> yep. like, yeah. dude, really look at that. I, I thought she was going to lose it then. I thought she was going to lose it right there in the ambulance. Oh, you yeah. know, you're yeah. waiting for her to scream, you know? And uh, I'm like, wow, man, she did. And then when, when he does that, I, I'm guessing it's the, the, the acid, the ants, forget the name of the term they use for the acid that they it's the venom for the ants yes actually kill the people with yeah and and they put it under her nose and then she freaks out and and finally and starts yelling them you know i mean i thought that was you know i I said it a while ago props for her she she really did it for a little girl she did it excellent oh man oh yeah so good oh yeah you know she just did so good and i thought it was i thought it was great and I mean, there was just nothing bad about this movie. Um, 
uh, e- even the 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 more lighter side movie uh, part of it, like when uh, the when the doctor comes out of the plane and then his daughter comes behind her, behind him, and all you see is her legs and she gets caught on the ladder and James Arness and that other guy are like, "Whoa, what's that?" You know, yeah. and then he makes a comment like, "She's a doctor also," and he goes, "Boy, if she's a doctor, I gotta get sick more often." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says something something like something to that effect, you know, and uh, I, I love this movie, and, and, you know. And, Truthfully, I, I think I've said it. I'm a sucker for those those women in the 50s. I just, man, I could watch those movies all day long. Those, <laughs> just, just the class. Like, like, man, yeah, there's just got, they're just, yeah, there's just, they're just a class above. And I'm like, man, she's just a beautiful woman. You know, you can't help but but to admire her and say, man, she's just a good looking woman. You know, so, I, but I, you know, I think of that of a lot of women from the, from the, 40s and 50s you know they just there's just a different i think you said it better they they've just got it they're in a different class all of their own yep yeah so, and, and, and it, class it is cool the perfect term for that yep. yeah yeah I, that's perfect and it's just it's just awesome there was nothing about this movie i didn't like um like i told you guys i gave it a four and a half just like i did to tarantula tarantula just yeah. wins out because that was just my favorite as a kid but then was right there if then was on it was highlighted in my tv guide just as well you know, uh, it, it's just it's just a very cool movie, um, and I think that one's a little bit more. I, I'll go ahead and say it. it's it's scarier than Tarantula as far as that goes. I mean, it's it's a more of a horror movie, like I said yeah. before. I think it's a little scarier, only because um, I mean, when they drop down in the tunnels, they're down there, and, and you don't know they they turn a corner and there's a, there's an ant. Oh yeah, right? and oh, they yeah. do a great you know? job making them amps. Ants oh, just yeah. come out of nowhere. Oh yeah, exactly. They just poke their head out and they come through a wall, you know, and 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 you know, and it's you know, even with the you know, they bomb them with cyanide and still some survive, you know. And uh, I like how the doctor explains, you know, he has that he has a poster up of the ant colony and he's explaining oh, just yeah. how intelligent oh, the ants are. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in, te- you know, he's explaining how intelligent they are and. And how they do this and how they do that and how they enslave other other insects <laughs> to do their dirty their work and I'm like man this is this is awesome you end up learning something as well and he did a you great know, so. job as as Doctor Medford I uh, yeah. love that scene at the beginning yeah, he when the, when he come out take him out to the desert to the trailer and Ben's or Whitmore's trying to get the glasses on his face right and oh then yeah cracks oh, me up oh, the yeah. whole time yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal movie, man. It's so good. Um, Actually, uh, Mark found out some tidbit that we didn't know. But before you give your little tidbit you found out, Mark, did you guys know that this was originally the plan was, or they wanted to do, was shoot this film in color and 3D? Really? Yeah. Yeah. So Gordon Douglas even stated when the last one of the last interviews they had with him before he passed about this film. Was that I mean they they had like they like put like Vaseline down the ants and they were like a really dark weird purplish color and there was weird colors in the eyes yeah. and and Douglas said they were they 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 scared the bejesus out of them is what he was quoted as saying he said they were just terrifying uh, but they originally wanted to do it in three D and in color but budgetary reasons they ended up not doing it um, which would have been super cool for them to have done that so uh, but Mark well and I'm just looking here. Uh, in, when they're in the communications room in one of the scenes, uh, the U.S. Army staff sergeant is none other than 
Leonard Nimoy. Spock himself. Spock, uh, was yeah. fighting uh, aliens before we ever knew him. So, and was that his yeah. first? Was that his like his film debut? Uh, that I'm not sure. Uh, just because it's a quick scene. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of in and out. Uncredited part. Uh, uncredited, yeah. yeah. That was that had to have been his first like. Oh, and, film. and another thing, I, you know, and I was saying how Disney was looking at James Arness uh, to play Davy Crockett, but then they saw the scene with Fess Parker and said, "No, no, no, that's right. Fess, that's our Davy Crockett." John Wayne watched this movie, saw this movie. And was so impressed with James Arness, he's the one that recommended him for Matt Dillon and Gunsmoke, in which he played for oh, in which oh, okay. he played for twenty years uh, as, wow. as, oh, as Marshall right. Dillon. Yeah. yeah. So which was uh that was pretty pretty interesting little tidbit. That is cool. I mean great movies, man. Both great movies, but them definitely phenomenal. We gave it a total of a four point five um out of five. So just yes. barely beat Tarantula. Um uh and again, if you're looking at it critics wise, I mean, 92% to 100% um, from Rotten Tomatoes. If you take anything, they, you know, more than a grain of salt. But all across the board, I mean, 50s was a great time for giant creature films. Yes. And these two are among the best, uh, you know, minus not having Beast from 20,000 Fathoms on here. Um, but I mean, when it comes, especially when it comes to the bug films, I mean, this, there was none better. These were the two top dogs. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Super, no super great that. films. Like I said, you guys got to. If you haven't seen these two classics, definitely check these classics out. I mean, them, phenomenal. A little bit scarier than Tarantula. Tarantula will leave your eyes wide open the whole time anyways. Um, just super, yeah. super good films. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to add on these two? I'm good on it. Two great movies. Yeah, I, yeah two of my all-time favorites that uh, got me with a bowl of popcorn and, and a big red. <laughs> oh man do that dude i'm not gonna lie like I, I straight i was a kid watching these two man like i went back to my the to the nerd vault and i had my soda and i kicked back the recliner pulled down the godzilla blanket man got comfortable and was just like right, there you lights go. off yeah. and watched both these movies in the dark and just had a blast watching that's well i, that's I got it exactly that's funny i had a godzilla blanket on i was, <laughs> I was using a godzilla blanket myself godzilla that's awesome blanket. that's what i had yeah, my 85 blanket yep yeah, y'all gotta go buy an eighty-five blanket first, and then watch these movies. Is what you gotta do? Do it right. I know. I got That's to watch right, it. I watched man. Tarantula, and then I'm like, "Well, I just can't stop, man. I just, you know, and and yeah, because you and, watched and, them back to back. Oh yeah, I I couldn't put them down. I just had to. I just had to keep going. So it was they're just so great. good. There, oh, yeah. There's just a feel, yeah. just a good feel about those '50s science fiction horror films, and oh, and yes. a lot of them. You know, what I mean, yeah. like this island earth man like i can watch that anytime you know what yes. i mean or the, the you know any of the wolfman movies the yeah. Costello oh, yeah. stuff. i mean yeah. just that era of film was just yeah. top notch top yes. creature from black lagoon right. and, and, and oh, that's because yeah. we're, oh, yeah. we're that's two different you know uh, sludge is younger than than i am it, it we're talking about two generations here yeah and we both feel the same way about it you know that should say something about those films you know, oh, definitely, and, uh, definitely. The fact that 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 Sludge can say he feels the exact same way I do about those films, and you know, I'm what twenty years older than you are, at least. I'm fifty three. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. pretty close. Thirty five. Yeah, thirty five. Yeah, almost almost twenty years. Twenty years. You know, and so it, twenty years difference. Yet, yet we get that same feeling from those movies. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, it, it's just 
there's just something about those movies, the Universal Monsters, these these movies right here, that that they're just you know they're just I don't want to say they're not made like that anymore because there's great movies nowadays. So I want to find like an old guy, but there's just something about those that just that, that man those they across generations. Yeah, they just got an aura yeah. and a vibe about them that's just yeah hard to come by, almost impossible yeah. to come by. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, definitely check it out, man. Uh, two great films. We hope you guys have definitely enjoyed the 50 Classic Monster Drive-Ins episode. We want to thank Pete Quint again for not giving Mark a heart attack this time. Oh, yeah, thanks, Pete. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, and, and, Pete, and Pete has that same spirit when it comes to the movies like us. He all. does, yeah. man. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah, he does. And I'm not sure how old because he is. He's, a, he's probably close to my age or, or something. He's a little older than me, yeah. definitely, yeah. Well, I'm a lot older than you. So well, you are a lot dad. older than me. Yeah, he's so, in between. He's between okay. us. That's where he's at. So, um, yeah, yeah, but but you know, but I like Pete's pick. Oh yeah, he didn't give me that. Uh, yeah, I like. Well, oh, I love well, Super Monsters too. No, it was a blast. Why? Why? Yeah, why, why, yeah. why yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was March. Next, next thing, next thing you know, Chase is gonna say he likes the 1998. Never going to happen. So. Never yeah, going. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Dude, well, that, not, well, I'm never going to say a Ship of Monsters was a good movie either. <laughs> if I if I ever hear if I ever hear if I ever hear that, I'm going to check around for uh, Invasion of the Body Snatcher pods because that ain't him. <laughs> yeah. That ain't that's me. That's you know, and I, we've got that one coming up, and I will, in all honest and, and fairness, I will do my best because if I just wanted to go straight out the game like zero. Zero freaking stomps, you know. But I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. It's been, man, it's probably been close to a decade. But we do have a die. Justin, is it Justin? Who's the diehard? Justin, Justin uh, McClane. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Diehard. Oh, we got to yeah. work on getting him on the episode oh, for yeah. that one. Oh, yeah. Because um, I want to yeah, hear how I he defends Oh, yeah. We have got to see his angle. Yeah. On I mean, this. we're, we'll be, we've got, you know, of course, we got God or Space Godzilla next month, but we're, we're we're three movies away. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. from yeah. this from this one, um, which kind of sucks, but we'll get over this. Bump, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get to Destroya, which pretty much yeah. takes us to the next movie that is oh, destroyed man. the reputation <laughs> yeah, for Godzilla did. for a while. But I yeah, I, I will when I watch it, I will all in all honesty do my best <laughs> to to give it to give it an honest, unbiased. No, I'm not. Never yeah. mind. It's like we bust. Forget <laughs> what I'm saying. I'll Y'all, say, I'm going to rip that movie apart. Say, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. But, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to steal a line from somebody. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> but, Definitely. Uh, so, yeah. Well, so next month, thankfully, we don't have Godzilla 98, but uh, we do have another sneaker coming up, and that's going to be Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. This is going to be the first one of next yeah. month for God, the Godzilla movies. And then we've got a slug. Pick. Oh, yeah. We were deciding. It's like it's been a little bit since you know Sludge needed to pick another one. And I'm taking us all the way back to the outback before Russell Mulcahy let us know that there can be only one. We had to find a monster boar in Razorback. Exactly. Yeah. Gonna be a good one. Yeah. And for those of you who didn't catch the Russell Mulcahy joke, there can only be only one joke I just made. You need to get out and do something with your life and watch Highlander because you're you're failing epically. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, talk about that one because yeah, Russell Mulcahy he did uh, he was a music video director, um, and Razorback was his first film. He was he did videos for you know I mean uh, Queen and uh, I think he did an Iron Maiden video too. He did a bunch of different music videos, and you can definitely tell yeah. in the in the film. So I'm really excited about that one because Razorback takes me back to my childhood, man. I, you, 
I don't know. Did you show me that? Yes. Yep. Man, it's such a good movie. Good one. And I've always been. Well, I don't know that I showed you. I think it was maybe on one of the shows that we watched, and we, and we watched it together. I think, yeah. But it like one, Sammy Terry's or one yeah, of those we yeah, watched. Yeah, one of those. And, yeah. and that's probably the one, because <laughs> I've always been one that says, <clears throat> not that I want to see a child die in a film by any means, but if the director is willing to kill a kid in a film, the film yeah. has oh, no man. bounds and is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Razorback set that precedence for me. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, poor little baby yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. It ain't going to be gruesome and you don't see yeah. it, but that baby don't make it. Yeah. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah. definitely stay tuned uh, next month again for God of Space Godzilla as we see Godzilla take on his space counterpart um, and then a cheap <laughs> off remake of a great mech monster from the 60s or the 70s, yeah. the Mysterians Mogera gets brought over to this film. So we'll tackle that one, and then we'll jump back to the Australian Outback with Razorback. Sounds good. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you guys again yeah. so much for listening. This is Sludge. And Mark. You got Ruben in Corpus Christi, Texas. Mentioned in them. He, he had to yeah, <laughs> yeah. get in there with them. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. <laughs> good night. Right. We have a call. Get to the chopper!